You're listening to the Moms Making Moves Today podcast. Listen to moms share their stories, lessons, and best practices on how they're crushing it in business, health, faith, and their communities, plus so much more. Here's your host, Andrea McCoy. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Moms Making Moves Today podcast. Today on the podcast, we have Shelly Mache. Shelly is a mom of two, a producer, a red carpet host, a certified life purpose coach, and she is passionate about women empowerment and dedicating you know, yourself and taking care of yourself through strategized personal and professional development. She is an author. She is a founder, a podcast host. She even has a show on Instagram with her daughter. And she is going to share with us today, just finding that routine of self-care, also finding time for yourself, Finding time as your kids become young adults and move on doing their own thing and you, you know, really stretching out and figuring out, okay, now who am I as a person? I know myself as a mom. I know myself as a wife, but who am I? Yes, my family, they're an extension of me and they add to me, but who am I? What do I like? What is it that I want to do? And ultimately letting go and letting those children fly on their own. I know that she will be blessed by the conversation and the great information that Shelly will share with us. So let's listen to what Shelly had to say. Hi, Shelly. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us today. Yes, thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. I love these type of conversations, just moms hanging out. I love it. <laughs> That's what we're doing, just hanging out, talking and sharing. And, you know, I'm sure people will learn from the conversation that we're going to have today. I know that you're a mom of two, a producer, a red carpet host, a life coach. I'm sure so much more. Tell us about yourself. You know, it's really funny, the producing and the red carpet side, because I absolutely love entertainment. I do purpose coaching, but my love, 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 I love women, but I love entertainment. So being able to have those two things is so exciting. I have an entertainment background, love being on the stage. I've worked for a couple of studios, and so Being on the lot is just always so much fun, but I put it on the back burner because I became a mom and I didn't want, you know, to have to leave my daughter with nannies and, you know, try to get you and take you on set at three in the morning and things like that. So I put it on the back burner, but life and God just has a way of bringing things back around. My oldest daughter ended up catching an entertainment bug. And we ended up producing a web series together. And through producing that web series, we ended up meeting my PR. 
she's in another state. And so she said to us one day, do you mind doing an event for me? Because I'm in another state and I can't get out there. And I really would like to cover that event. And we were like, sure, no problem. Got there, covered her event, began doing some networking, talking to people. And we have not come off the carpet since. That's an (laughs) awesome story. I mean, is that not like, what like crazy <laughs> mind blowing no you're a woman after my own heart i love <laughs> entertainment i even moved out to la for a year right after college and things were you know growing i was working for a entertainment company and then i had experienced an earthquake and i was like oh. you know i'm no ready for the, all this <laughs> LA that's okay I'm done I'm finished LA oh I can't stand earthquake I cannot stand earthquake but you know LA is the only place I know so I'm like I'll deal with the earthquakes because they're so infrequent but I'm like um earthquakes y'all seem to be coming a little closer now <laughs> oh yeah no yeah that's scary so you have the producing background the red carpet hose and then you're a mom of two Yes. How do you do all of that? Yes. I tell you, people talk about balance. And I say all the time that I've learned that for me, there really is no such thing as really balance, but there is a such thing as giving to what needs to be given to, given that percentage. So at one point in my life, I just had to be a mom. And so I gave my all to being a mom and then parts of me to still doing other things. So out of 100%, maybe this particular season in my life, 80% needed to be to the kids. But 20% was to me making sure that I still wrote in my spare time or making sure that I did a play, you know, once a year or twice a year to keep something flowing for myself. Now life has turned. My children are older. I have an adult child. I have one who's coming out of high school. And now I don't need to spend 80 to 90% being a hands-on mom. I can spend 30% (laughs) being a hands-on mom and spend the other 70% speaking and traveling and empowering women. So I really believe that balance is really an idea that makes us feel good that we're balancing everything, but it's also an idea that keeps us frustrated. So if we learn that there are seasons in our life, and at this time in life, I have to put a little more into this particular season of my life, then I believe that it won't make us feel like failures as mom. We have so much mom guilt, whether you're out in the field working, whether you're at home working, it's all work and it's all benefiting your family. But it's like, no matter which way we choose, we feel guilty because we're not balancing it all. I'm not a seal. I don't leave balls on my nose. <laughs> no, mom guilt is so real. It is. And I think just trying to figure it out. So many times moms feel like they're the only one that has mom guilt. We've all experienced it. All of us. All of us. And it doesn't matter which path you choose. We're all going, maybe I should have worked outside the home so I could bring in more money so my kids can have more activities. So this is this. And then when you're outside of the home, it's, oh my God, I missed their, their first step. Oh my gosh, they got hurt at school and I wasn't there. Oh my God. So we're dealing with so much. And that's just the mom side. We haven't even tapped on the side of our own desires. 
our own things that we enjoy? What about our own purpose? What about those things that give us life? What about feeding back into us? That's totally separate. Now, don't add a spouse on top of that. Then it's, how do I give time to my spouse? How do I make sure that he's taken care of? How do I keep everything together? How do we keep our relationship balanced, quote, quote, you know, in the midst of all of this, where's the percentage? So again, I believe that when we focus on that word balance, it really puts us in a place of just almost like I just can't do anything. We're really in a position mentally, we just can't, you know, that's just the best word that I can give it. We just can't. We just can't. That's when the overwhelm kicks in. It's like, I can't handle this. Yes. Like sometimes you have to take that whole entire mountain with everything that's on top of it, piece by piece by piece, and it won't be as overwhelming Mm -hmm. and know that you can't carry it all and you're not meant to carry it all. That part right there. That's the part. Because I think as women, we've been falsely trained to believe that we're supposed to carry everything. We're supposed to make sure everything goes well. I'm supposed to know my husband's schedule. I'm supposed to know my kid's schedule. I'm supposed to find a schedule if I could find anything for myself. I'm supposed to make sure that I look cute, lashes are on, be sexy, make sure the meals are done, work outside the home, make sure the kids don't die. (laughs) Yeah, all of the above. (laughs) Right, and then be happy about it. Do it with a smile. And, you know, like I'm supposed to cheese and the little commercial goes, ding. And so, you know. Yeah. It's that's just what not reality. That's what we've been led to believe. And that's the falsehood that crumbles us. It's crumbling. It is. So how did you find the time for you? Was it something that you talked to your kids about, your spouse? What was that? turning point Mm -hmm. that made you say, you know what, I need to do things a little differently so that we all can be happy. Mm -hmm. To be honest with you, I didn't. And that's why I know that you crack. That's why I know that because I was that mom who's just like screaming, you know, screaming in my head, like, I just cannot do this. I'm about to break. You know, I'm going to have a nervous breakdown. And it's because of that that I actually sat down and was like, I need to get away. Like, I'm going to kill everybody in here. You know, I need to be able to get away. I need to be able to find my own moment. The bathroom used to be my place, and it still is, that, you know, I just break down and cry. Like, I just get in the tub, and I get in the tub so that I could get away from people. I don't care if I took a bath 10 minutes ago. I'm going to take a bath just because. (laughs) Because that's the only place that I might not be bothered. Listen, I might not be bothered or I might turn around and see four little fingers under my door. Right. Or I might open my door and my baby is laying at the door, you know, because she's waiting for me. So going to the bathroom and taking a bath, that was my cry time. But what I found out later is it didn't have to be a negative thing. Baths and being alone in the tub, that could be my mental thing. That could be my solace area. That could be my replenish area. When I changed that and was like, don't let that be your escape. Let that be your calm. Let that be your place. But I didn't know that at first until I began to understand that when I take a bath, when I have soft music, when I turn the lights down, I'm replenished. 
But that didn't come. I didn't understand that. I had to get that change and be like, after I take a bath, I feel so much better. When it clued in that this is your refreshing time, that's when I start going, oh, okay, you guys, bath time, you need to take it to daddy, you need to do this, you need to do that, because bath time is when mommy relaxes. Yes. And that has stuck to this day. And now I've added to it. Like when I go in my room and shut the door, leave me alone. You have to let them know. This is leave me alone. Time. Yes. Get out. <laughs> Unless you died. <laughs> let me be right now. No, that is so important. I used to use the bathroom as, you know, my piece, a place where I could just relax as well. And then my dog even started scratching on the door. So I'm like, okay. He like mom. He like mom. <laughs> like why do you were in there with the door closed? So I've learned now. I just tell the family, "Hey, I'm going for a ride." Yeah. Don't you want? No, I don't need oh, to come with. I love rides. <laughs> just I love going ride. for a ride. And yes. you can turn on your music or not. You can cry. You can laugh, and you come back so refreshed. Rides are the best. And I don't think my husband, I remember I was going, I think I was going to pick up my daughter and it would be in the evening time. I can't really remember, but I know my husband would be like, um, I'm going to come with you. And I'm like, no, no, I just want to be by myself. I'll just go pick her up or wherever I was going. I can't really remember, but I think it was to get her. And he would be offended sometimes. Like, you don't want me to ride with you? And I'm like, no, because this is my getaway time. This is actually my time of peace. I get to drive for 30 minutes and just nothing. And I get to prepare my mind to pick her up or whatever it is that I was doing, because I know once you get in the car, you're going to start talking. But going there, it's like my perfect peace. Turn on soft music, look at the darkness and just enjoy. So you are so right. Being able to take a ride, that is beautiful. Yeah. And just go. Just go. And it may not be a ride. It may not be a bath, but whatever it is. Whatever it is. That you find it. Yes. Yes. You find it and then you let your family know, I need this. I have to have it. In order for me to be a better me for you, I have to be a better me for me. And that's where it starts. And that's where I think that we as moms, we get caught because we've been taught so much that once you become a mom, your time is not your own. You know, it's all about your kids and blah, blah. You became a mother. So this is what it entails. When, when did it say that I had to give up everything that made me who I am? I was a person first before I ever became a mother. I had my own thoughts. I had my own ideas. I had my own desires. I had my own purpose. I did not come out of the womb a wife and a mother. I just came out the womb, Shelly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Shelly had already been predestined with different talents and different gifts and things of that nature. All of these things that were a part of me before another person became a part of me. Where does it say that I had to give all of those things up? When we give that up, then we give up who we are. Our children are not here in our immediate lives, you know, 24 hours a day to stay. If we've done what we're supposed to do as our whole thing is we're preparing them so that one day they will be successful individuals who can function on their own. So from the time you get here, I'm preparing you to leave me. Shelly, you preaching now. You know, 
So I don't understand why it is that we are not supposed to hold on to pieces of us. If my whole existence is about you, then what happens when that existence is no longer here in my home 24 hours? Now I have no purpose because I haven't cultivated it because I haven't poured into me. I don't even know me anymore. And those are the women, speaking of me being a women's change agent and working with women, those are the women who are coming to me saying, I'm 35, 45, 55 years old. I've spent the last 10, 20, 30 years being so-and-so's wife, being so-and-so's parents. And now I'm sitting in the mirror at 50 and I don't know who I am. I don't even know what I like. I don't know if I really like chocolate or if that was just something I gave the kids and I ate it too. I don't even know. Do I like cornbread? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> because somebody told us that we, for the most part, we don't exist for the next 30 years because our job is solely to be the parent to someone else. And that's just not true. You've added to my life. You're another part of my life. You are not my life. And we have to understand that difference. Oh, yeah. Now you're right. We have to. We have to. There's the separation. Mm-hmm. Because like you said, the child will go off to school. The child will grow up. Mm-hmm. And then you're still there. You're still there. You are still there. You're still there. You're still there, mom. Yeah, you're still you too. Exactly. And if we don't figure that out, then what happens is when that part of our life is over, because that part of our life ends, we transition to a new part of parenting. And that's our relationship with one another. That's me being the co-pilot now. I'm no longer the pilot because I've taught you how to pilot your own. And so now I'm a co-pilot. And then after that, helping you to co-pilot, then I'm actually watching you fly. And I'm waving to you. We have to understand each stage and we ourselves have to prepare ourselves for that stage. When my oldest daughter, I want to say she might have been in 10th or 11th grade. I'm not 100 percent sure. But I began praying at that moment. Lord, teach me to let go. Lord, teach me to let her fly. Teach me to be okay with her making decisions that are not decisions that I would make. This is her life and I have to open up and let her live it. I will be a counselor in her life. I will always be her parent. I will always be her mother, but I will not always be parenting, not in that sense. So teach me how to look at her as the young adult that she's growing into. That's hard. And teach me to be able to miss her in a healthy way. I have to let go. And it has to be healthy for me. I can't break down because she's gone, you know? And so I only have the two babies, only got two of them. And now the other one getting ready to leave. And I, I told my husband, we're going to be empty nesters. I got to look at you now. We got to find our lives. <laughs> that letting go is so hard because- It's so hard. You, for so long, are there and you're looking like, mom, what do you think? Mom, what should I do? And yeah. we're ready to give it all the time. <laughs> All the time. All well, the time. Ask, we like, mm. <laughs> No, I remember my daughter, she has her own sense of style. 
from, mm-hmm. you know, her clothes, her hair, and even her socks. Her thing is mismatched socks. I don't know why I had an issue with that. It's just mismatched socks. I mean, half the time they're under jeans, so no one else sees it, but I knew it, right? Right. And I had the issue. And finally, when I started letting her wear her mismatched socks, you know, be who she was, as long as it wasn't violating or disrespecting what I felt Mm -hmm. she should Mm -hmm. do. One day driving her to school, she said, thank you for letting me be me. Wow. And that was an eye opener, you know? It was like, so all this time I was making you into who I want you to be. Now I'm still going to, you know, set my rules and this is what you need to do and provide you with the values that you're going to need to lead. Mm -hmm. But I have to also trust that I can still some things in you that will take Mm -hmm. you through this journey. Mm -hmm. And there's times I have to let you be you. And sometimes you're going to do some things or say some things that I wouldn't agree with, but Right now is also probably the time for me to be able to check out how you handle things. Yes. Isn't that hard? That is just hard. I remember when my oldest went to college and she wanted to take a job. She was making her own money and everything. And one of the jobs that she wanted, she didn't get off until I think two o'clock in the morning. And it was a job on campus, but she lived off of campus. And so she had to go from there and she had to take the shuttle and the shuttle would take her to her apartment. And I cringed because I was like, no, you may not take this job. No, no, no. And I remember giving her all of the reasons as to why she shouldn't take the job, you know, and I was going, well, it's at this time, it's going to be late, you know, and she's like, mom, there's security. And I'm like, we don't trust them. We don't trust security. Have I, not I don't know them. Right. <laughs> and I remember giving her all the reasons in my head. I'm like, no, you just can't do it. And I'm like, you know, you can take the job if you want to. But here are all the reasons that you should not take this job. And I remember her saying to me, mom, you know, I hear you. <laughs> I respect what you're saying. And, and she said to me, she says, but mom. I'm going to take the job. And in my head, I was like, no. <laughs> and on the phone, I said, okay. I mm-hmm. said, well, be sure that you call me or text me while you're riding. I need to know every night that you've made it home. You know, give me my peace of mind. If you're going to do this, then give me enough peace of mind and say, hey, I made it home. I don't care if I'm, she's like, you'll be asleep. I don't care. I want to wake up and have the text knowing that you made it home that night. Because if I don't have the text, I'm going to the police. So give me that peace of mind. When I tell you that I laid in the bed like, oh, Lord, Jesus, oh, Father God, (laughs) (laughs) why is she killing me? Why is she doing this to me, Jesus? But I had to let her be a young adult. And she wanted to take a job at that time. And it was not for me to try to take that from her. I had to be the co-pilot and just say, here's the instructions. Here's what you need to do. Fly the plane. And for moms, that's like a dagger. That is a dagger to the heart. And I'm like, you just wait till you're a mother. This is going to come back on you. (laughs) 
No, that's that mother's love and protecting your child. And mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that at all. We have to be able to trust, like you said, that we did our part, that we were able to guide them and set the boundaries for them and show them the way that they need to go. And then we have to understand that just like us, our parents created little people. And just like us, they're little people. Right. And so we have to understand that the same way that God created us with different talent, ideas, with different gifts, that's what he did for them. And it's not our job to strip that from them. For me, I'm a firm believer in parenting with God. And so it wasn't for me to strip the things that God gave to her. It was for me to line myself up with God, with Christ and say, okay, how do we raise her? What are the things that you placed in her, Lord? And how do I line my thoughts with yours to make sure that she's walking out the purpose that you've set before her? And those things can be difficult because at times I'm like, Lord, I'm thinking maybe we're not on the same page here. (laughs) (laughs) I think you missed it, Jesus. (laughs) And God's like, we're not on the same page. We're on my page right now. (laughs) he's like you missed it (laughs) yes so you raise are raising two dynamic children your wife and you have a podcast too what me and my daughter do we have we have a web series which is different and then what we do now is not exactly a podcast but we do what's called tuesday night Something, girl. Look, I don't forgot. And it's on our Instagram. Tuesday Talks. <laughs> That's what it is. Tuesday Talks at night. And so we come, we jump on Instagram at night on Tuesdays and we just kind of grab whatever's going on in life. You know, it's two women. You know, that's how I have to, it's two women. She two is a women. woman. <laughs> right. And I'm like, no, but she's the baby. She's a woman. <laughs> and so it's two women from two different generations with two different perspectives. And I really love it because a lot of things that she that we talk about, she does have a different perspective than I do. But then there's so many things that we talk about where she's like, well, I actually feel the same way you do. But it's like, OK, you raised me. So this is kind of, you know, the path that you took me down. But I love being able to hear things that we have a difference on. And it's just the generational thing. You know, I was raised a certain way. Of course, I raised her with those same values. But again, you're a different person. There are different influence that are coming at you that didn't come at me. I wasn't raised in a social media era. You know, I wasn't raised with all of these different types of things. And these are things that you were raised with and even more for my youngest because they have almost an eight year difference. And so my youngest, she really has been raised in this era. So me being able to sit down with her and do that on Tuesdays, that has really been it's been a joy to be able to see her mind and how she's grown and just how she looks at the world so differently than I do. You know, some days I'm like, yes, great. And some days I'm like, who did I raise? <laughs> You're probably like, you said what? Right? <laughs> I'm sitting there like, okay. And then I have to I have to look at myself and go, was I responsible for that one? <laughs> <laughs> was that my fault? <laughs> it's all right. No, I can imagine having the two perspectives can make a very interesting yet 
educating mm-hmm. conversation at the same time. You would be amazed how much she educates me. We always think that being the parent, we have all the best answers. We have the experiences, and I do. I have experience on top of yours. But because she's younger and she sees the world through different lenses, and she has such a broad view of things, and not just her, but my youngest too. And because there's almost an eight year difference between them, even the youngest has a different eye than the oldest, who has a different eye from me. And so sitting down, listening to her thoughts and listening to how she's come to the conclusion of things on something as simple as dating or what chivalry is, or just, just all of those things, what constitutes a relationship? I think that's one of our biggest topics. Like what constitutes a relationship? Because I am lost y'all. I don't understand this new age thing. What happened to calling me and putting a date together? What is this text relationship that we have going? So even with her trying to educate me on this new way of dating and saying, you know, it's really hard, mom, because I have certain values that I was raised with. And these are things that people don't value. And so being able to date when you have certain ideologies about dating and then you're in a world that doesn't really look at those things, she's like, it's a different world out here. And I'm sitting going, wow, I don't know if I can make it in this new world. I might have to reach out to you when it comes to that because I'm I'm not ready. (laughs) Girl, I'm just like, okay. (laughs) I'm not ready and she's so far from not ready, my husband. She's grown and the other one is 17. I'm not ready. Even when my 17-year-old is telling me about things in school and telling me about the girls and the bullying, I'm like, it's just a new world for me. I'm like, yes, we have bullies, but this is mind-blowing for me. And so to be able to sit down with them and to really understand their heart. I think that is the greatest thing that we have as moms. We have a connection with our children to really be able to understand their heart and really feel who they are. And I think that we really need to be able to not take that for granted. Mm. Even when our children are pulling away from us, they are still connected to us because as moms, we just have a certain sense and we have a certain empathy towards our children. We know when they're hurting, whether they open their mouths or not. We know when things are troubling them. And even if we can't catch everything, or even when they're telling us nothing is wrong, there's a part of us that's still able to connect with them. And I don't think we should take that for granted. In fact, I think we should take it a next step to say, what would you like to do together today? I know you don't want to spend time hanging out with your old mom, but you know, appease me. Let's go get get a burger together, you know, what video game do you like? Let's sit down and play that game together. You would be surprised at what you learn by just sitting. I've learned so much about my youngest when she just comes in the kitchen and says, can I help? I never detour her from that ever, because I know that that's a time for us to connect, a time for me to learn about her. And that's her open space. That's her safe space. So when she says, can I help? Can I chop something for you? Of course you can. And the conversation just flows. We have to take those little moments as moms because that's them reaching out for us. That's good, Shelly. And it's time. We have to. 
Well, sometimes what we do as parents is we create the time and we say, well, we're going to go to the movies together or we're going to do this. together." And there's nothing wrong with that. But we do have to learn how to recognize the moment. And I can say that's something that I had to learn, recognize my daughter's moments, because that's when she feels safe to lay her heart out. Thank you for sharing that. I don't know what other mom or who needed to hear that. That spoke volumes to me of just taking that time, set it in the side and just saying, what would you like to do? Mm-hmm. It probably will shock her when I say that. <laughs> I think it shocks them all. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to say, what would you like to do? What, what would you like to do today? What makes you happy today? And what I find is sometimes they don't know because it's new. It's like, well, what do you mean? What do I like to do? You know, you don't want to do what I want to do. Well, you know, give me a chance. Maybe I do want to do what you want to do. Maybe I don't. I don't know. Or maybe it's something that I haven't thought about. So you teach me. And it just, it builds such a wonderful, solid time with us and our children when we ask them to teach us. It puts them in such a mode of confidence. It gives such joy. I've seen it. I've seen it in my own kids when I say to them, well, I don't know that. You show me. Okay, well, I don't know that dance. My daughter loves to dance. Okay, I don't know that. Show me that dance. They laugh at me. They're like, you don't know what you're doing. I don't, but we just created a moment. Shelly, so where can our listeners connect with you and hear more about your web series? Where can they get all that good information? Yes, you can always connect with me on my website. It's very simple, Shelly Mache, and that's S-H-E-L-L-E-Y-M-E-C-H-E-T-T-E. I like to keep it simple. You can find out everything about what I'm doing, about any upcoming events, my book. And you can also take a look at our web series if you go to YouTube. It's called I Hear You Web TV. Very simple. I hear you web TV and you can watch the episodes there of our web series. And, you know, hopefully one day when COVID lets us out of the house, then you'll be able to also see some updated stuff on our Instagram. (laughs) My daughter and I have an Instagram together and it's Shelly and Bree. And so you can stay up to date with us and see some of the things that we're doing. We have celebrity interviews on there. We do our Tuesday talk on there. And it's just watching us and just really enjoying our relationship with us. I definitely have enjoyed my time with you. Before I let you go, we do have our speed round. Yeah. I'm going to ask you some questions and you can give me what's right off the top of your head. If you want to elaborate, please do. Okay. I'm afraid of what's on the top of my head, but let's go. Well, one question that I do ask all moms, because I want us to know that we have superpowers, is what is your superpower, Shelly? What is my superpower? Have mercy. I hope that my superpower is love, because that is what I always want my kids to feel. 
I don't care what's going on in the world. I don't care who has hurt you. I don't care what life has thrown at you. When you come in my presence, I always want you to feel my love. My daughter is 17 and I still grab her, hug her and kiss her. I might get shoved, but (laughs) she is going to get that kiss. And I know one day when I'm long gone, she's going to remember that. And she's going to remember the joy from the hugs and kisses that she pretended she didn't want. (laughs) Got to give them those hugs and kisses. Yes. They might not want you to do it in front of your friend, in front of their friends. I don't care. (laughs) Like, come here. (laughs) She better give them to me in private if she don't want them in front of them, because I'm coming to get all of my love. (laughs) Yes. I'm with you on that. Name three influential people in your life. Honestly, the influential people in my life would probably be my mother. Mm -hmm. She's very influential. And my kids, and I know people always want you to name some big person, but they are the big people in my life. My children are the ones who I wrap my arms around. They're the ones who I look at and I say the things that I do, yes, they're for me, but they're for you. And they're so that I can leave a legacy. I want to be able to leave that legacy for them. My family, my husband and them, they're the ones that wipe my tears. They're the ones that say, let me bring you a piece of candy because you look like you're sad. (laughs) (laughs) So by my family, my immediate family here, which is my husband, my children, and then there's my mom. My mom is an amazing cheerleader. Thank you for sharing that. I'm smiling because before I ask the question, I said, she's going to say her children. And yes. I could just tell that from our conversation, though. So. I just love them little boogers. <laughs> <laughs> they just get on my nerves. <laughs> and our last question, what would be your greatest advice? And you've given so much great information to moms. Oh, but what would you. be your greatest advice that you could leave? with moms today? Don't be too big to apologize. Do not. I have had to go back to my children and say, that wasn't the best choice. I remember my oldest daughter. I can't remember what she did. She did so much when she was young. She was just into everything. Love her dearly. But I remember whatever it was, I was so infuriated by what she did. I tossed out things in her room. And in her room was a trophy that she had won. And in my rage, I tossed it out. And when I looked back on it, I told her, I said, I had no right to do that. I had no right to take something that you earned. No matter how angry I was, you earned that trophy. That was an accomplishment for you. And I don't care what you did. I never had a right to take something that you earned away from you in my anger. And I went back and apologized and I was so sorry for what I did. And she looked at me and she said, what trophy was that? (laughs) I said, what? What trophy was it? I said, you don't remember the trophy that you won 
or whatever it was. And she was like, oh, yeah. She was like, yeah, I do, mom. She was like, oh, oh, that's okay. And she hugged me. And knowing me, because I'm a bit of an emotional person, I probably started crying because I was like, I'm so sorry for this. She's like, oh, mom, that's okay. But I wanted her to know that I would never do that again. It didn't matter what she did, you know, how angry I was. I would never take something that was precious like that and toss it. I said, you may not remember it now, but it was still yours. And I just didn't have a right (laughs) to do that. But she remembered that. She remembered that apology. And I've held true to that. I've never done that again. But I wanted her to know that even though maybe she didn't think about it anymore, I was in error for it. And so as a parent, I would say, let our kids know that we're human. We don't make the right choices all the time. And it really builds their character to know it's okay that I was wrong. And it's okay for me to apologize for it. Shelly, thank you for sharing that story. Thank you for your vulnerability throughout our time together. And you are definitely a mom making moves today in your family, entertainment, And thank you for the support that you are supplying, as well as the coaching to women that want more and are seeking more and just need some guidance. Thank you. Thank you so much. You are making a difference. This platform is amazing. And I am so honored and grateful that you have allowed me to share your beautiful space with you. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week on Moms Making Moves Today podcast. Check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Moms Making Moves Today. As always, subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave us a review so we can continue to bring you fresh content. See you next week.